Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We have to yeah. tell them that we're recording this a week before you're listening. So there's possibly a good creep of the week in the media as we speak. Oh, that we're not getting. That we're not getting. Oh, yeah. Just in case. Damn. I know. We're doing a doubler today. Just FYI, if something crazy has happened. Press pause. Think about it yourself for a few minutes. Go <laughs> hashtag creep of the week and then resuming episode. Yay, welcome Yay. back to the creep dive. I love it. I How are like, you all? I feel like I've barely been away. I'm Cassie Delaney. That's oh. right, she is. Jen O-D-W-Y-E-R. Voice note. Talent. <laughs> voice oh, okay. talent, Sophie. A ta- I am a talent of the voice note as well, I must say. Um, it's like a long. little private micro podcast. They are long. They are long. You've got to, and you've got to like be in a... I don't know if I enjoy vo- it's like for fuck's sake I've listened to this voice note now I have to be somewhere quiet <laughs> and spend time with my phone pressed against my face right now to listen to a voice note is that a way of communicating is it an acceptable way of communicating yes it's my preferable mode is it sorry preferred mode absolutely right. absolutely do you know who does a really good voice note who who does Subi Lynch does she yeah she's on follow Instagram follow her at standing by the wall on Instagram, if you want to enjoy some excellent, excellent content. content, but her she does a great voice note. I'd say I'd say an average eight minute. Love it. Oh, stop! No, I have to harp back to that. Uh, the, the, do you remember a person won the review thing? Not the last episode, the previous episode, and we were talking about them, Bovril, right? Mm-hmm. And Bovril. then we were like, uh, and then I said, that sounds like not Kevin Dwyer. Graham, Graham Dwyer, Dwyer had gotcha. written that. And then the winner, the person who was Bovril Drinker, texted in and said, I am an architect <laughs> and I fucking know Graham Dwyer. <gasps> no, no, no. So there you go. Oh, Isn't that shit. so interesting? Those weird collision of coinkadink. I feel like so many people are like, I know Graham Dwyer. You know that I, know. I was in. Oh, did I already tell you this? You've told me this, I'm not sure, on mic, but you've told me this story. Say it again. No, I definitely haven't said on the creep dive, I don't think. 
Well, I was in the meet up meet and greet line. You did. You did tell us this. You told us, I think, this after we'd had this conversation about about Graham that guy two podcasts ago. But wait, okay, was it was it recorded? I can't remember. Yeah, well, oh, okay. Well, then, Saz. Okay, never mind. Everyone's like, yes, we already know. So it was very exciting. She went out with his brother. Was it on the mic? I was going to be frustrating for people if it's not or frustrating if it was. So let's just leave that one there. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy that cryptic little nugget. Uh, housekeeping up top review of the week. Wait, you know, somebody tweeted me a picture of Bourneville chocolate and Bovril. Nice. That just happened and to Marmite. be displayed. And Marmite. Marmite. That right all just to happened to be displayed side by side in a shop. Because uh, were even, they listening at the time? Yeah, then they it was must Alan have been. McGuire who tweeted that Matt. picture to you. No, oh, was Juvenalia co-host Alan McGuire. Shout out, member of the Tall Tales family. Um, juvenailed it. I would be amazed if was he listening at the time and then just standing. Yeah, he in was front in like some well, service. You have to get it up. But it was because you were pronouncing. Bovril, like Bourneville or something. You would make I some kind of hybrid product. I said product. it out wrong i feel which is kind of on brand for me so i'm not even going to apologize um but yes there was marmite in the picture also fascinating which was really yes it was alan mcguire there was bourneville hot chocolate bovril beef with a big beef stamp on it (laughs) right next to a jar of marmite there you go that's it what are the chances of that? I know. And they just Why said we were listening. Those things they just together. said we were listening yeah. to the creep dive in the car and stopped at a petrol oh. station, and this is what we saw. Now that oh. is something else. I mean, there you go. That's creepy. It is creepy. Anything else creepy happening? Um, I love Ireland, but uh, well, that's I mean, a, we're not going to talk about that because everything changes so quickly. Go follow uh, Fanula on J. Or Fanula J. She is a piece Very of work. Very good. An absolute little gem. I did make a woke. She's like a succulent she little is, piece of Bovril herself. She is my type on paper. Um, <laughs> she's my, she is a wonder to behold. She is brilliant. The commitment that people have to producing that podcast every single day is inspirational. I wouldn't do it. And telling me all about it. I, I haven't on the, the pod, but I'm just listening brilliant. on the stories. Um, I did make a very accurate observation i feel last night in that that new blonde fella okay so this it's is going out be in so dated weeks. yeah, yeah going out in the new george time. george 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 who lucy coupled up with after casa more doesn't he look Tinted. like the way you expected macaulay culkin to grow up how interesting never look have at him I again thought of that okay look Were at you him disappointed by the I we're all disappointed by what happened to Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, he's like a shrew in a big overcoat. But anyway, yes, he looks I like the way his he looks like the way Kevin McAllister definitely grew up after he was abandoned by his family so many times. Okay, yeah, there's a hot take from me. Tepid if by the time this airs, on, if you want me to come on my pot and paper, you just have to ask. You know where I am. <laughs> uh, what have we got this week? Um, I've got a short science-based creep. Okay. Excellent. I have a midi creep. I have a short ba, 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 humorous ba, ba. creep. Okay. What do you want first? Why don't we like sandwich mine? Go Jen, me, you. Because I feel like we'll want a little something after where I'm going to go. Okay. Maybe. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's open with science. Everybody loves science. Oh, I gotta get these BuzzFeed better. Better buzz. Better buzz. Okay. Um. <laughs> Prepare for an 11 word headline. I can't. I just can't consolidate. Go succinct. Okay. If there's a play on words, it's always fun. We'll just write attack of the cloned crustaceans. Okay, good, good. Are you somewhat interested? Yeah, I like that. Cloned crustaceans. Excellent. So no one knows exactly when the clones first appeared. Amazing. But humans only became aware of them in the 2000s. Humans. Became aware. Okay. It was a German aquarium owner who first brought it to science. Sorry, I have to do that snort. That's not back of me. Oh my God. Okay, I swallowed it. It was a German <laughs> aquarium owner who just, first just brought it. Wait a minute, that. hang on, could, could just, just pause for a second. We're gonna did you to... hear that? Yes. <laughs> I did it away from the microphone. It was loud uh, enough that people outside heard it. It was a gob. The words oyster man just screamed inside my head. Do you remember that? Do you remember yeah, that? Even forget. if you know the man, never buy used condom <laughs> go back and listen to our live shows great uh, that's a great one it was a german aquarium owner who first brought it to scientists attention in 1995 he had acquired a bag of texas crayfish from an american pet trader Love everything it. was fine until he started revisiting his tank of pet crayfish and the tank was fucking filling up okay okay they were all, it turns out, clones. What? How interesting. How do you know what Some a time, how did he know they were clones? Somewhere, the biological rule that making baby crayfish requires a mom crayfish and a dad crayfish was no longer needed. This is the plot of Multiplicity. So, it is. <laughs> do you remember that shite movie? Yeah. Didn't they all just live in a garage over the... He had himself in the house and then 14 of them living in a garage. Uh, yeah, and there was some very dodgy sexual ethics. So the crayfish he had were just females. Right. Okay, so, but like, how do you tell the sex of a crayfish accurately? Well, you look at his genitals. But like, do fish not have like... Yeah, all fish look the exact same. No. You know, not at all. Not I've to never, a trained um, eye. Okay, we're going to go into some more aquatic but facts. But it might not be. Actually, I must look it up because it's, it may not be a, a. It may not be easy to see his genitals, but surely the markings and the size, you know, are really the tellers of fish and things like that. I'm surprised you don't have these I'm facts. So annoyed at myself that I don't. All right. So, like, uh, so it, they were supposed to be all female. Yes, hang on. But nature found a way to quote. The great Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, nature found a way. So the eggs of the hob- this hobbyist's all-female crayfish did not need to be fertilised. They simply grew into copies of their mother. Ugh. What? Amazing. Amazing. A process known as uh, parthogenesis. So crayfish specialists were astonished. No one had ever seen anything like it. How many of them were there? Were five. There five crayfish Five crayfish specialists. specialists. I know, like crayfish, Texas. They, they, they eat an ass load of crayfish in Jeez. Texas. They're delicious. Yeah. And they're a huge part of... I think they're, they're not indigenous to Ireland species, but they were introduced to Ireland at one point and they had to be culled. They were taking... Like they were freshwater crayfish were 
taking over. You know, like in the way magpies aren't indigenous to Ireland. They're actually a Japanese invasive species. So they were brought over here as kind of beautiful caged birds. And some fucking Egypt let them out and they destroyed. And well, they, they, they have, they, we've loads of them here. They're assholes. Um, can I stop you there to insert with an interesting is that fact? A bit, um, is that a bit racist or, or xenophobic to be like? Magpies are assholes. Because they're not indigenous. No, I think you're safe. In fact, you're not talking about people. It's the first time in a year you've ever, ever questioned, questioned yourself. I feel, and it's been the least racist thing you've said so far. No, no, I feel badly because we got a bit of backlash about the shark bashing. <laughs> what? Bashing of the, talking about sharks being horrific. Well, look, it, it, last week, uh, two, two weeks ago, when Sophie told the story about oh, yeah. the whole the army men being by sharks, mate. Look, that's just, there's just some shark facts on the table. Take them or leave them. I'm sure they're nice to meet individually. Just on a whole, they have a bit of an... Um, can I just... I think you're now getting more racist as Sorry. your fears are... That's, that's worse. Anyway. I just want to share a fact with you that I learned during the week when I was making another podcast. Okay. So I've been making so this... I'm trying a... to plug your other podcasts here. No, no, let's That's hear the not fact. That's what this is about. Leave her alone. Yeah. Sorry as we sit in this expensive city centre <laughs> location studio if I talk about my other work that keeps the lights on, Sophie. <laughs> so, I was making a great podcast. Um, it's called Tales and Trails. It's with Love and Dublin. It's, it's beautiful. And it's it's loads of talks and walks around Ireland. It's Ooh, a stunning yeah. podcast. Lovely idea. It's gorgeous, Lovely. right? Bit of nature. Bit Love of nature, it. bit of walking, bit of talking. And I learned... Did you know there are hundreds of red-necked wallabies in Ireland? Yes. Yeah. Of course you did. Not many people know that. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> that yeah. would be a note did from you me. Know that Another, I did not. Not a... Uh, red-necked wallaby. Wallabies. Yeah. yeah, they were hand-reared and brought over onto Lambe Island by um, Rupert... Good man, Rupert. Rupert now, you Bar- Barling, who owns... Who, not a good idea to introduce animals like that. But they're doing great. There's hundreds of them. No, that's not necessarily a positive thing. Has nobody seen Jurassic Park? Exactly. Right. I, I, but I, also, I think they're just like cute little hopping around Lambay Island, which is privately owned. So, but you can do a tour over and I am going to go on an excursion over to Lambay Island. If anybody would care to join me, it's 45 euro or 85 euro if you want to stay for longer. Okay. Somebody take me there. Did you know <laughs> about that Ireland? I think we have one. Maybe we have more native newts. Did you know that? Did not. There you go. Every day is a learning day. I've seen one. Scientists quickly realised. <laughs> anyway, so they were, the cra- five crayfish specialists were astonished. And no one had ever seen anything like it. But the <laughs> proof was right there before their eyes. And in 2003, the scientists dubbed the creatures marbled crayfish. Right. So they quickly realised that the marbled crayfish were not just in German aquariums. The self-replicating creatures were out in the wild. And they were aggressive invaders. Every single one has the ability to reproduce. Every single one could start a new population. This is like a feminist utopia. Correct. I'm so excited. This is it. What do our, um, you know, crayfish comrades have to teach us? How how do we do this? People are not studying this. So they can just duplicate themselves. They are studying them. But other things... Duplicate. Is there anything else that duplicates in it? Like there are some plants that don't necessarily need a f- male female that can self, you know, fruit. Yeah. Um. So it's not totally 
unheard of. There are, are you Googling other animals that, that, that don't think Jeff eat? Goldblum can do it. Jeff Goldblum has done it. He has two sons. <laughs> Self-sons. Do you know who also did it? Rio, not Rio, uh, what's his name? I was going to call him Rio de Janeiro. Uh, that's a place. The footballer with the strange <laughs> teeth. Sorry, I looked it up, but I think I just landed on the same article. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what did you look up? Crayfish. I just looked up crayfish. I, uh, I, I Googled crayfish duplicate themselves. Oh, well, this one particular one does. Uh, so for the first time, scientists have now fully sequenced the DNA of the marblefish. In fact, they sequenced not only one, but 11 crayfish, including those originating in the German pet shop, as well as wild ones caught in Madagascar. The creatures are indeed clones of each other, all descended from a single crayfish that somehow gained the ability to reproduce on its own. Fucking hell, this is so cool. Amazing. They had remarkably little genetic diversity. At most, four letters in their entire DNA sequence differed in a meaningful way. Absolutely so they're amazing. they're all kind of cousins and sisters and... They're clones. Well, they're just... The same. But the other ones that are much. not doing this. Well, hold on. Well, so presumably... They, wait, if the clones are clones, then there shouldn't be any difference in the DNA, DNA But you sequence. tell me there's one crayfish, one singular crayfish well, yes, that course. we know of that did this. No, no, well, they... Yes. One type. Or this is a type of crayfish called a marble crayfish. That uh, does this. Yes, that they have found to do this. There's a suggestion that there's probably more, but they don't know. Um, but we know that the, uh, we don't know of any other confirmed. I'm so excited. Amazing. This is exciting. I've come across a list of 10 animals that can clone themselves. Let's I know. Go. So another intriguing fact by this Frank Lyko who led the study is that marble crayfish are triploid meaning they have three sets of chromosomes most crayfish and most other animals just have two one inherited from the mother and one from the father it's unclear however whether these three sets of chromosomes are the cause or consequence of its self-cloning ability despite having the DNA sequence at hand the reason and origin of parthenogenesis par- am I saying that right? I think so is still somewhat mysterious said Gerhard Schultz, a zoologist at Humboldt University of Berlin. Amazing. Fantastic. I know. Amazing. So all we need to do now is harness its ability. And we're done. We're done. Well, the problem problem with those kind of species is they're pervasive. So once introduced somewhere, I mean, they could theoretically just take over that fucking place. And that's a disaster for the ecology of the other animals living there. In the same way, these wallabies, it's great. Like, but... We, you don't know the lasting effects of that on this on the ecology of the island of Lamech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the environment in the world and everything is so fucked anyway that if we have anything Absolutely that can clone true. itself, it's probably Why not probably just better. lash a few polar bears on Ackle? Absolutely. It's Why not? No, because soon goes. enough it's going to be way too warm for the polar bears anyway. Yes, you could you could have to bring them over here in winter or bring them over here like circa March to mm. like May when they've got the really cold weather as we have now. Mm. And you're going to have to deal with them somewhere else for like two weeks in June. I don't see a problem with that. Um, isn't it terrifying? It's interesting. But again, like there's so much we don't even know. So things are ever changing. And then stuff like this happens. And you're like, oh, shit, I guess. Yeah, it's mad how that oh guy my just God. had them in his tank and was like, am I witnessing cloning? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Just being like, so he's a hobbyist. So presumably I feel like he knew they, they were female and was checking them all the time. I was just like, no, no, these are definitely female. That's so exciting. I can't wait till we can clone the creep dive and this can just live on perpetually. If you could, <laughs> would you clone yourself? Absolutely. In a way, I sort of did by having a daughter. 
not you by choice. You did actually. She looks exactly like you. She does. She really she does. Same horse. She will turn on me. Yeah, would whereas clone... I feel your clone would be your pal. What happened to multiplicity? No, no. I was do, say, do you remember think... when Sabrina had a clone and it actually Teenage didn't witch. go so great? But of course, because the Mr. clone... Mr. Poole can be so annoying. Yeah, very good. Do you remember good. that? Yes. Very good. But like, it would be great when you're, when you're like working away and you're happy out. But like, imagine having but she'll a have clone her own wants when and you're needs. on your period. No, true. You'll sync up. Yeah, obviously you would <laughs> obviously. but like you'd kill each other but you'd be a different age and you'd be making each other sec. cry your clone would be a baby child oh I'm oh, just true. picturing I multiplicity just picture someone, yeah, being there, mm. where I just step out and another me is there did you that's know, how Sabrina did, you know did it about lobsters that they you got a lobster and you got a magnet Lobster well, has antenna, but don't you grab it. <laughs> What's that from again? Do you, remember, do you remember that song? Yeah. You got a lobster and you got a magnet. I mean, I, I sang this. But don't, don't you, you grab, grab it. it. What is that from? Magnet made of iron. Lobster's Lobster got a beat. <laughs> um, I don't know what it's from, but I sang it to Seb hell. the other day and was like, do you remember this from the internet? And he was like, nope. Hey, wait, no, tweet us at Dive Creep if you know the lobster song that I'm singing. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. About, there's something about lobsters that's fascinating. I think, are they sort of immortal? Uh, this is from that, uh, that bad man's book. Um, the bad they're hardly man. immortal. We'd have no, they a are, planet full because of lobsters. Because what happens, uh, what happens is... Because <laughs> they, they've just stopped. They are. Listen to me. Section like. has veered out so of lobsters, control. So lobsters, like spiders, and no lobsters ever died. shed their skin. They shed their shell, right? <gasps> yeah. So they spend a period of time kind of trying to get themselves out of their shell or their skin and then growing a new one. So they live in this kind of very vulnerable state during the time that they're out of their old shell and they're growing their new one. Yeah. And lobsters... They're feeling shelf-conscious. That was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. Jeez, that gave me a bit of flutter there. (laughs) So during the, so the, what am I saying here? So the shell, eventually, they they lose the ability to grow a new shell. So what happens is they just die suffocated in their old shell. So, oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry, Isn't that right? Or so they, they, get, they or grow they too big. To, they grow too big to get out yes. and they don't shed correctly. That's what it is. So they die. Now, so not immortal then. Not immortal. But should, should, <laughs> they, should they have been able to get out of their shell? They, they could continuously regrow. regrow a shell. And <laughs> that's literally saying, should they not die? They could they continue could live forever. Live. What's the name of that guy, the bad man who talks about... Um, Adam Kay? No, wrote a book, 12 Steps to Happiness. Fucking really famous guy. 12 Steps to Happiness. Come on, guys. Uh, he's He likes to, he speaks mostly to teenage boys and to, to men. Dan hates... Not a fan of women, necessarily. Um, God damn it. Okay. I actually accidentally bought his book because my mum recommended oh, it to me, and then like I realised YouTube Nazi. He's a Nazi. Uh, no, oh that's, the that's really unfair. famous alt right guy. It's again, yes, yes. Oh, or sorry, the, twelve steps to yes. living. Oh yeah, what the? Who is that guy? Oh, uh, he's kind of a bigger, big guy. No, no, small guy. What the hell is his name again? He did a show in the point. Uh, people are screaming this as they're listening they're to screaming. it. Screaming? Are they? Yeah. They, oh yeah, Jaffo. A fucking anyway, never mind. Twelve Steps to Happiness book by uh, uh, Lobster Man. Anyway, that story comes from that book. Jordan Peterson. Exactly. There you go. He's a he's controversial. 
Uh, okay. I don't really recommend the book. It's Can we go to my list, please? Yeah. Okay. I feel like this list gets progressively more interesting. And What's your list? Dangerous. 10 animals that can clone themselves. Oh, right. Yeah. Give it to me. Uh, number 10. Snails. Sea sponges. Who cares? Great. Didn't know they were Is living even an thing animal to begin with. Right? Definitely living thing. Uh, number nine, tapeworms. Absolutely <gasps> right. right. You remember that in science? So they have this ring around them uh, that they, that comes down their body yeah. and creates a oh, clone of themselves. Uh, yeah. Number eight, I can't pronounce. Aphids. 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 A-P-H. That's what's Aphids. throwing me. Aphids. Aphids. Anyway, again, don't care. Didn't know they were existed until now. Number seven, jellyfish. How interesting Ooh. as well. So sort of basic sort of an- basic function animals. Yes, but wait, 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 wait. Number six, again, didn't know it was a thing. Maro crabs. Young, oh, young crayfish, a type of crayfish. There we go. Right. Uh, number five, fucking terrifying. Boa constrictors. What? Get out of town. Yeah. In a rare moment in scientific history, a female boa constrictor gave birth to two litters of young that have no trace of male DNA. You go queen. That is inspirational, (laughs) right? Number four, whiptail lizards. They look kind of cute, but I'm guessing by the whiptail bit, they are pretty dangerous. Clone. And its tail grows to a length of 30 centimeters. It can reproduce asexually. How amazing. Awesome. Snails can too. It's necessary because they have... Oh, this is kind of sad. A recent study revealed that certain species of animals can reproduce asexual if ne- asexually if necessary, but some whiptail species do it because they have no choice. I know a couple of people who will end up like that. Um, <laughs> number three, They have no wasps. choice. What does that mean? They have no genitals? Or pre- uh, no, I guess that they no. haven't found love. Um, <laughs> Presumably. <laughs> Well, they can reproduce uh, asexually or they choose to. I'm sorry, they I choose to. I think they've to developed they... to be able to do it. It's reported that these parthenogenic lizards have twice the number of chromosomes as other whiptail species. There you go. That's the trifod thing with the. Yeah. Uh, number three, gall wasps, which is promising because maybe the bees can learn from it. Uh, number two, Komodo dragons. They're fucking huge. Amazing. They're the lizards, are they? A huge, They're enormous. Huge. Lizard. China, Japan, where are they? Um, <gasps> this one was in London Zoo. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So in 2006, he, he, the picture, a monitor... He looks so happy, and then she said that. So in 2006, a monitor lizard gave birth to four pups at London Zoo. Without Even having... more extraordinary is that another dragon was expecting to give birth to eight additional babies that year. Uh, both mothers were held in captivity and both mothers reproduced asexually. Amazing. Fucking hell. So no wh- male participation whatsoever. Number one scariest thing on the list that can reproduce asexually is a hammerhead shark. <gasps> wow. No. Yes. Oh, just that hammer face. Just no Sharks one wants to go near it. Pricks. Don't say that again. Because <laughs> we're, get, we're getting... They're not all pricks. They're just a few of them. Uh, Sharks are one of the most feared sea creatures. When hammerhead sharks begin cloning themselves asexually, they've become one of the most biological. They've become even more of a biological threat. How interesting. Um, It happened to a female belonging to a species of hammerhead shark. How is this all females? Of course. (laughs) Okay, Jen. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, Interesting, bringing it back to the creep dive, American and Irish researchers made the historical discovery after a female shovelhead oh, kept in captivity in the Henry Dorley Zoo in Ohama gave 
birth to a live female pup. There you go. Wow. In 2007, it became clear after extensive testing that the female pup had DNA that was identical to its mother's. Makes there was you no think trace about of Holy DNA. Mary, doesn't it? No. And Maybe she didn't you know lie. What? Maybe. Sorry. Maybe she did just spontaneously become spontaneously pregnant. conceive. Yeah. I, I'm so fascinated by that. That's the most interesting fact I've learned on the Creep Dive or any podcast Big ever. words. Whoa. Yeah, absolutely. I did not you know that animals... You never know when you're going to get hit Cassie. I did never so knew that weird. any animals could reproduce asexually. That's so cool. Okay. Who's next, girls? Okay. Sophie. Oh, yeah. Sophie. I'm just bet into lizard greets man like a dog <laughs> Two. Nice. Yeah, just four million views as well. People enjoy this shit. You see? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lizard greets man like a cat is definitely Hostile. a video I would watch. Okay, so let's see. Headline, what do I got? Okay, I have uh, some cryptic song lyrics actually as my headline tonight. Hey, nice. Sitting here, eating my heart out, waiting, waiting for some lover to call. Dialed about a thousand numbers lately. Almost ran the phone off the wall. Do you know the song? Looking for some hot stuff, baby. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Louise Ogborne was a high schooler. <laughs> Ogborne. Ogborne. What an awful name. That's she awful. Mm. She's alive and well, guys. Sorry. Um, could well be a creep dive fan. All right. Love you. Shout out to Lulu. She's not a patron. We would have remembered a name like that. <laughs> um, so she was a high school senior and she had just turned 18 when she took a job at McDonald's in 2004. And quite sadly, her mum was pretty sick. So she was taking as many shifts in her new job as she could get. Mm-hmm. Um, very... High achieving in school. She'd been in the Girl Scouts. Never given her mother a spot of bother, basically. Very nice kid. Beautiful. Yeah. Gold star. So she was in work in McDonald's in Mount Washington, which is in Kentucky. And it's 2004, as I said. She's on shift when um, the store... um, gets a call from Officer Scott who basically informs the manager uh, Donna Summers yes but not to be confused with Donna Summer Summer. (laughs) Um, okay uh, so basically Donna Summers on the phone to Officer Scott and he says that an employee has been accused of stealing a purse and that he has corporate on the other line and they're conducting an investigation so he gives a description um and donna summer later summers later said um louise was you know it fit louise to a t um and so officer smith officer scott sorry said look basically she can be searched there at the store with you or we can have her arrested taken to jail and searched there okay there's your options. Search in the store. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine Louise 
was like immediately like devastated and terrified. She's only 18. Lulu Hogface. It's basically, you're going to regret saying that. <laughs> oh. No, 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 no. It's a bad name. Um, so she basically is fucking, I mean, instant terror. And I totally get it. Like 18. Did my, she steal it? No. Oh, well, sorry. They don't know shit yet. But like, basically, the manager was hauling her into this office. And she said later that she was like just begging them to actually just take her to the police station because she said I hadn't done anything wrong. Okay. And she just wanted to state her case. And like her mom, as I said, was sick and had just lost her job. And she said later, like she was being paid six euro 35 an hour. Just fucking shocking. When I worked in McDonald's, also... In 2004. Better minimum wage. I was on better. Ten? I was nine euro. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, different times. No, same time, different country. I was in <laughs> France. Um, anyway. Little big She Mac. said later, I couldn't steal. I'm too honest. Like, if I once stole a pencil from a teacher and I gave it back. Okay. So, you know, she's. Good girl. You know, she's got a kind of a creepy, anxious heart in her. Like yeah. many of us. So. And also her manager, Donna Summers, um, <laughs> also conceded later that she'd never known her to be anything less than a very good employee. She'd been at the restaurant for four months. You never know, though, especially with thievery. Well, that's it. And like when, I was meant to when say, last week I robbed Officer a, a bog roll got, from this building. Did you? Did we you? we know you, home. though. I did, yeah. We know you. But sometimes but so I do catch myself right. doing the odd kind of thing where I'm like, why did you just do that? Why just steal jingle? Not that I would do that. You did it accidentally. But the bog roll I get because if you're leaving here, it's leaving here, you're late, you're not going to stop in the shop on the way home. Absolutely. All right, you forgive me. Take your wins where you can get them. (laughs) Just one of the many, many perks of podcast, the podcasting life. Boom. Um, So anyway, Donna Summers led uh, Louise to the office and basically locked the door and as Officer Scott um, instructed her, she ordered Louise to remove all her clothes. Right. Well, including come on. her underwear. Fuck. Until she was completely naked. As Fuck. another manager said, she was crying. He could hear her? A little. Now, this other manager just kind of witnessed. Sorry, this was happening in front of people. This was happening in front of two managers in the office. What the fuck? Why did nobody stop this? So, well, they had Officer Scott on the line basically instructing them what to do. But, no. So, Donna Summers was basically saying... Donna was there. Donna was there. Louise, take off your Can I ask, do we know what she's supposed to have stolen? A purse. Where was she going to be fucking hiding this purse? Up her asshole. (laughs) I mean, why would you need to take off your underwear? Um, and what size was the purse? <laughs> and if it was... Um, okay. Are we talking crossbody, clutch? You might get a clutch. <laughs> oh, stop. Okay. Another manager basically said she was. It's, it was a little young girl standing there naked and What crying, age was Lou? And it wasn't a pretty size. 18, She 17. was 18. What the fuck is happening? What the fuck is happening? So basically, Louise tried to cover herself with an apron. So she's in yeah, the yeah. office. So you can kind of picture it. It's quite a tight space. There's just shit piled everywhere. There's kind of a computer 
Donna fucking is on the phone to Officer Scott. And, and, um, and she's saying... And he says, it. right, bring her clothes to her car because the police will be there shortly now to kind of manage this situation. No. What? No, 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 Donna. No. Sophie, I'm stopping you there. This is fucking madness. This didn't Sorry, happen like let's this. let's go back this and get a couple absolutely of... happened like Who this. What were the basis Officer again? Scott also instructed Donna Summer to take Louise's phone off her and her purse. Not the worst things that you've said. Well, she's now completely isolated. Naked in Can't an office. Any help. She has nothing. And what were the bases? Except this shitty little apron that she's using to try and cover herself. And they've established that she has not shoplifted the bag. No, I mean, they haven't established that. Well. I mean, she's obviously denying it. Right. But and it's saying, not on her person. It's not on her person. Okay. It's a, an outrage. And what were the bases of her believe, them believing that she had stolen it in the first place? Just that Officer Scott was on the phone. He had said they, that he was on to corporate and that there, a purse had been stolen. It was a suspected employee of this McDonald's in Mount Washington, Kentucky. And he gave over the phone the description that fit Louise. Now, is he... And like Donna Summer was literally just on so shift. Who was the other manager with Donna? Cooking up some hot stuff. And saying, yeah, sounds exactly like Louise She was Osborne. on a fucking power trip. But who was the other manager? But hold on, room? it didn't originate from the store. It originated from someone calling the store to yeah. say that head office said that a purse had been stolen. Yeah. So they weren't aware of anything. Let me guess. Scott, they're, they're, now hold her there and I'm on my way to the nude teenager. Is that what's going to happen here? This um, is all starting to become very familiar. Okay, so he said, as I said, he said, bring her shit out to the car and uh, the police will arrive shortly. And later, Donna Summers did say, have you heard my hit hot stuff? She said <laughs> that she did ask herself, why was it taking so long for police to show up? What the fuck, Donna? Because there was the, more questions to be asking yourself. was less than a mile away. So this random guy rang. Okay, next. What happened So next? she said, but whenever I asked him questions, he'd always have an answer. So <laughs> he, the basically, Officer Scott kind of put her on a bit of a kind of like information lockdown. And he basically said, don't tell the other manager anything that we're doing here because she can't like be trusted with the information. This is sensitive information. Donna, you fucking moron. He was like, Donna, I need you to keep control of the situation. Can you do that, Donna? And Donna was like, yeah, okay. Kim, Kim, he says for you to get out. Kim was the other manager. Okay. The one who had commented that it was very distressing watching what is yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. a young child naked crying. Also, in an the office. person who did not stop the situation. She is it no gave her a hug, which is pretty feeble and futile. Just hugging Just the nude child. Hug her all the way out of the office, and we're grand. So yeah, that was the end of Dockery. She kind of gave her a hug, tried to console her. And um, at one point, again on Scott's instructions, um, a cook. Uh, called Jason who was in his late 20s was brought in to watch Louise Scott Scott is manifesting his own pornography okay and Jason basically said not going along with this okay good man good boy Jason but did nothing yeah they still didn't actually stop what was going on or call the police either of them they just kind of copped out of it so by now, Ogborn had been, or sorry, Louise, had been naked in this little office for an hour. As I said, no phone, her car keys had been taken. Basically, she was shit scared. Yeah. And Donna, meanwhile. 18 as well, like, you're just so 
But did no adults in the room know that you do not, and under no circumstances would you ever... people. Yeah. No, just nope. So then, right, um, Officer Scott went on to a new interesting tack um, and said, uh, do you have a husband, Donna? Oh, here we go. And she was like, no, not married yet, but I intend to be. Um, I have a fiance. I don't know if they talk like that in Kentucky. She had a fiance. Um, and Officer Scott said, great, bring him in. Um, because you need to get back to work. We need someone else here to manage this situation with Louise. So Donna called Walter Wesnick's junior, who was at home. And she said, can you come in? I have a situation. And he showed up. So Donna's like calling her other half. Yeah. Her, to come and supervise the nude girl while the police, who are eight minutes away, are, what are we, haven't showed up for an hour. Haven't showed up for an hour. Yeah. So. What are they... The okay. fiance later said that Donna said there's a girl in the office who was caught stealing and that Officer Scott had also claimed she was accused of dealing drugs and that police at that very moment were searching Louise's home for evidence, which was why she was being detained here ah. with you guys. Right, 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 right. So, right. right, this guy, Nick, he's in his early 40s. He's got two kids. He's an exterminator. Churchgoer, what? coaching youth baseball teams, seems like a great super guy, according to his best friend, Terry, who said he's a great community guy. He was a great role model for kids. I don't think he ever had a ticket. What did he so, do to Louise? Donna, Summer. No, 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 no. I know. He's, he's, okay, go. I think I figured it out. So she handed him the phone with officer scott right she left the office now was she still on the phone to officer scott when he arrived yeah are you telling me she I didn't recognize it. her own fiance's voice on the phone well this one doesn't seem to have that many smarts about her so it wouldn't True. surprise not me the sharpest in the shed not the sharpest so her other half arrives so he takes the phone to officer scott donna leaves the office and for the next two hours, Officer Scott told Walter what to do, and he did it. Now, the CCTV footage of this entire fucking thing exists. Uh-huh. What did he do to And him? I'm a real creep, so I watched that. What oh did he God. do? It is so disgusting to watch. Don't watch it, guys. So, it starts with, uh, this is all at the behest of Officer Scott. That Walter orders her to, so he pulled away the apron that she occasionally from time to time, when people come into the office, she kind of gets the apron up around herself to try and cover herself. It's a, it's one of the like half aprons, like it's, yeah, yeah. you know, it's so flimsy. So anyway, he pulls the apron away from her and he is instructed by Scott to order her to dance with her arms up over her head. Fucking hell. This to see if anything would, quote, out. shake out. Then he makes her do jumping jacks. Deep knee bends. Is he on the phone? Can you see him on the CCTV on the phone? Yeah, yeah. He's just sitting in a chair on the phone most of the time. Okay. Um, he gets her to stand on a swivel chair, huh? then a desk. Then the officer Scott said... Sorry, who else can see this CCTV? Nobody in real time. Okay. Uh, like, not as this is happening. 
Um, like so Donna's out in the middle of dinner rush. It's 8 p.m. in Kentucky. Everyone needs their Mackey D's. Need their fried chicken. And uh, they and like Walter's just in this room with this 18 year old kid. So what happens next? So um, the caller says, okay, get her to sit on your lap and kiss you. And that way no. you'll be able to smell anything that might be on her breath. In the name oh, for of God. Sake. Yeah. So then Louise starts trying to not do this shit. Yeah, obviously. And um, the officer um, orders uh, Walter to slap her. Oh my God. Um, and does he? He orders her down onto all fours and he starts what to slap fuck? her on her um, buttocks. And, oh, it's so disturbing. But basically, um, every time Donna comes back in, like... It stops. Louis, yeah, everything stops. And, like, Louise gets the apron back for a few minutes. And according to Walter, this is what the officer had said. Um, you know, and then when Donna leaves again, everything continues. And this and is going on now. Louise says at times, like, the officer talks directly to her, saying, you know, you better do what you're being told to do if you want to keep your job. Sorry, she's <laughs> and given the phone. Yeah. Okay. And avoid further punishment. And she just basically believed she was completely trapped. She was scared for her life. Like, Walter is this big fucking grown-up ass man. Is and Cassie she's... over there watching this? No, I, uh, I just realized something, why this is familiar to me. Okay, go on. It's a movie, is it? Yeah, I've yeah. seen the film. Ah, yeah. I don't so, want to see the film. Is this a? So is this any, an actual event? Yeah. yeah okay. This is, this is sorry. It's this not is a, a true movie. story. This is what we do here. Um, no, they made a movie about it. Sorry. So basically, um, two and a half hours of this had gone on when finally Officer Scott said she should kneel on the floor in front of Walter and unbuckle his pants. And Louise cried and begged Walter to stop. And And she said, no, I didn't do anything wrong. This is ridiculous. And then Walter said basically that he would hit her if she didn't perform oral sex. And she did. And this is all... On film. On film. And... It continued until Donna came back into the office. I just got to get some gift certificates. Found them together. It, no. Oh. They, you know, he pushed her away or whatever and threw her apron back at her. And then Officer Scott told Walter that he could leave. Um, and he obviously passed the phone back over to Donna. And Officer Scott told Donna, oh, you'll have to find another man to uh, come in and take over from Walter. And she called in a guy called Thomas Sims, who's um, in his late 50s, and he is a maintenance man who did odd jobs at the restaurant. And um, he basically walked in and was completely fucking shocked by the scene, which was a young woman trying to cover herself with a tiny piece of cloth. Clearly traumatized. Well, she'd been hounded by for two and a half hours. Oh, my God. And, um, you know, Donna insisting, no, 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 you got to watch her. It's OK. Um, oh, my it's, God. Uh, corporates approved this. And so Walter left, drove a few blocks home, 
called his best friend Terry, who we already heard from. And Terry remembers that he said, I have done something terribly bad. So um, with Walter gone, now this guy Thomas Sims is in the office and they're in the middle of dinner rush out fucking front. And um, Sims immediately refuses to go along with uh, Officer Scott's demands. And it's at this point... Donna becomes suspicious. Well done, Donna. Oh, my God. And she decided to call a higher level manager who Officer Scott had claimed to have been speaking to earlier on another line. So she called her boss, discovered that uh, he had been asleep and had not spoken to any police officer. And she realized that the entire friggin' call had been fraudulent. By who? So the caller abruptly hung up. And then a quick-thinking employee, who I must assume was not Donna Summer, uh, Star 69 Do you remember that old yeah. chestnut? Yeah. And um, they got the number of a payphone. Um, and then things kind of like fell apart. And like Donna got really hysterical, started apologizing to Louise, who was completely hysterical. It had been like a three and a half hour ordeal at this point. They called the police. They arrested Walter and they began an investigation. And they obviously later that night, Donna watched the entire surveillance camera broke off her engagement with Walter. Naturally. Natch. There's a lot wrong with Donna. I mean, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So who was the caller? So they initially um, found that the call had originated from a payphone. Sorry, they initially thought that the call had originated from a payphone. And that that was their thinking was that this guy's buzz was that he could see everything. And he yeah, was kind yeah. of like getting his kicks from that. But then they realized that it was actually a supermarket payphone in Panama City, Florida. Of course. And... Um, that the call had been made with this particular type of like phone card. And um, they traced the phone card to kind of Walmarts and they contacted the police in that city where mm. um, uh, in Panama City. And they told the Mount Washington police that they were actually already investigating something kind of similar. No way. Yes, way. So the... Caller had been described as having been incredibly persuasive, which makes a lot of sense because obviously he just convinced apparently a totally normal person to sexually assault someone. But he'd also had loads and loads and loads of practice. <gasps> what? So remember, this was 2004 when that all happened with Louise and Donna and Walter. So the first incident incident appears to have happened 12 years before in 1992 12 years yes and over the course of the 12 years over 70 alleged occurrences were reported in 30 different states no yes until the incident with louise walter and donna kind of brought things to a head i could do like a whistle stop of some of the batshit stuff 
that happened that went on in the other incidents. Like, there's just mad shit. Like, a female McDonald's manager in another part of Kentucky undressed herself in the presence of a customer because the caller officers got on the phone had convinced her that the customer was a suspected sex offender and that she would be serving as bait and enable undercover police officers to arrest him. So he's getting his kicks just by the audio. Yes. Like he's not seeing any of this stuff. That's interesting. It's just knowing that it's happening. It's the playing God scenario and hearing what people are doing back. The control. In 2003, so the year before, um, there was an assistant manager in an Applebee's that was very similar, subjected a waitress to a 90-minute strip search. After receiving a, lot of a call from someone I who mean, was claiming was to be wearing? a regional manager. Fucking hell. Also, the call was a collect call. Like, are you willing to accept charges? Like, he, I guess he'd thrown up shit at the fan. If he's ringing like so many different places, he's going to find one dumb dumb. Oh, he's going to find a Donna Summers. He's absolutely. Yeah, it's going for. Uh, yes. Quantity. Quantity. So in um, in Georgia in 2003, a female manager who believed she was speaking with a police officer uh, who had also been um, speaking with the director of operations took a fem- female employee into the women's bathroom and strip searched her. And she also brought in a male employee at the behest of the voice on the phone to conduct a body cavity search of the woman <laughs> to uncover hidden drugs. Um. In Amazing. 2003, a Winn Dixie grocery store manager in Florida received a call to bring in a female cashier who matched the description provided by the caller. Um, she was brought into an office, strip searched. The cashier was forced to undress, pose in various positions as a part of the search. Uh, the incident thankfully ended when another manager came in. <laughs> it was clearly like, what the fuck um so anyway to to swing back to our pals in kentucky they panama city police in florida the mount washington police in kentucky were now actually talking to each other and they Mm. were like okay we're actually investigating pretty similar stuff they managed to kind of isolate the um serial number on the phone card to find out which Walmart it had been purchased in and then they analysed loads of CCTV um, footage and eventually finally matched up I think they had two cards, two Walmarts and they had a space of time where the cards must have been purchased within okay. so they watched about 24 hours of CCTV footage, TV footage of these two different Walmarts and they found the same guy going in very conveniently wearing his work uniform from from the Department of Corrections oh okay. yes so he did so, have an inside track in terms of the language used and and the kind of I suppose force and coercion and wow. but also, are you not fucking getting enough kicks at your job? He's obviously not able to go as far as he'd like at his yeah. job. Yeah. So basically, he was wearing a kind of a correctional officer's uniform that's um, used for kind of private security firms. But yeah. Um, so 
They matched these up and identified him as David R. Stewart, a married man with five children. Fucking hell. Of course. Who was arrested. Um, but he, like, what was he charged with now? Coercion? He insisted he'd never he bought a phone a card. Yeah. Um, detectives found one in his house that had been used to call nine restaurants in the past year, including a call to a Burger King. Um, on the same day that the managers, uh, the restaurant managers, uh, was duped by a scam call. <laughs> so, suspicious. They also found dozens of applications for police department jobs, which is a real thing with serial killers too. That's right. Yeah. That they apply to be police officers. Yes, that they really, themselves. or that well, they want to insert themselves in some way, shape or form into this kind the of action. world. Yeah. So anyway, as you said, yes, he was charged with impersonating a police officer and solicitation of sodomy. Um, oh. And if he had been convicted, he could have faced up to 15 years in prison. However, he was acquitted of all charges. What? No. Yes. Why? They found him not guilty. Why? And both the defense and the prosecution said that they thought lack of direct evidence may have affected the decision. Wow. That Even though he remained a suspect in similar cases. Did Walter get States. charged? And police stated later that since his arrest, the scam calls have dried up. Now, Walter did get charged. Good. Um, he And Donna. I mean, surely they were... Donna, I feel... She kind of kidnapped somebody and kept she... somebody hostage. I mean, just absolute like kind of crimes of stupidity. Yeah, I mean, it's still a crime, surely. So, um... To sexually assault someone by stripping them naked. She was fired from McDonald's, TG, um, for violating corporate policies prohibiting strip searches. Um, and she also got... She entered an Alfred plea um, to a charge of unlawful imprisonment, yeah. So the Alfred plea is the plea where you plead guilty, but it's... You, there's usually kind of mitigating circumstances that kind of people know that okay. it's not a real guilt. It's like yeah. what the West of Memphis three, how they eventually got out of their fucking quagmire of legal issues in Arkansas. They put in Alfred Blee. Sorry, long story short. Guilty but not guilty. Yes, exactly. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then um, Walter plead, pled guilty to sexual abuse. Sexual misconduct and unlawful imprisonment. Well, and he fucking knew he did. The minute he called his best mate, was like, I, have, I done yeah. fucked up there. Yeah. He actually got a five-year prison sentence. And, Good. I mean, for fucking once, basically. That's like, amazing. That he's just gone scot-free now. And After five years. Yeah. Or no, the sorry, the other guy. Officer Scott, yeah. a.k.a. Um, Do we have David his name? Stewart. David Stewart. Oh, it's real. David R. Stewart. I don't want to get his name wrong and and tarnish the reputation of a lovely David Stewart. But anyway, there was then loads of civil suits where everyone kind of then went, I got to sue McDonald's. Nice. <laughs> yes. And so there was bits and bobs around the civil suits. Um, bit of payout. A few bits, bits and bobs of money went to different peeps. Louise. I mean, did she get Louise anything? did get five million. Okay, Grant. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's yeah. not it's something. Uh, it's something. I don't know but why, like, but Donna Summer's got one million as well. What the fuck? I know. I don't know why. Fucking Except why? that okay. I think with McDonald's, sometimes it's like swatting a fly. They're like, oh, give Shut it a up. million, get it away. I don't know. But as Cassie said, there is a movie about it called Compliance. Yes, oh. I've seen this, yeah. And um, 
it's good movie disturbing I think it's just yeah no it is disturbing the details started coming back to me there and then I looked at this it's a well cast film your one who plays um Aunt Lydia in Handmaid's Tale plays um, oh, Donna. Donna I did somewhat of research into this reminds me of that the, the very famous experiment in the prison uh, Stanford prison Stanford experiment. prison experiment yeah yes. I did a half creep in there had to pull out it was too depressing I think that's this a great creep story uh, and talking about other John Ronson has really good stuff it's on that it's so dark I did though, a I did a, a creep today on the uh, on Eden the channel 4 reality TV show where they put hun- yes. they put loads of people into because I started watching that series the and then it just disappeared yeah so they took it did it, was, it implode the, no yeah. the general premise was that they were putting I think it was 21 people into the the wilderness of Scotland to survive the, the it's pretty survive wild a, there. Yeah. to survive a year yeah. oh, so they gave them enough dry food to last them 100 days and then after that they were to completely make up civilization they um they showed four episodes That's and then right. it went off the air. I remember. With the intention that the producers were looking at it and it was unfolding so bizarrely that they said that they wouldn't they, they wouldn't show, show it for it. a year, that they were going to show it after they were going to show Ooh. a larger documentary after a year has oh, that that's come what, out that's good hype I mean that's, has it come out they know so that, 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 that they did release a series called Eden Paradise Lost yes I did watch but that but so many people left but they never made the contestants aware the people in the, in the in who, who believed that they were in a reality TV show they never made them aware that it had gone off the air that's right yeah so that's why it was kind of so fucked up and stuff brought me on to another creep of a guy called Nick Russian who convinced Loads of people that they were on a reality TV show in London a couple of years ago. We're just hey, blowing our creep loads here. There's not, there's not enough information not on these like things. Kind of we can do like an evergreen creep of the week, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah, okay, might come back to those then. Um, this is when I, then I creep myself out. There's also the Milgram experiments with the um, electrocution. That's right, you similar, remember similar vibe. Kind of yeah, someone in a white coat telling you what to do and suddenly you're fucking electrocuting you're somebody. Fucking actually electrocuting someone. That was like... Uh, that was an experiment in the 60s that came about to kind of try and analyze why, like, basically why, how the Holocaust mm. actually Oh, these are like experiments in coercion. Coercion and compliance. Mm. And how, like, all our kind of, like, you know, free thinking and kind of accountability, like, it just breaks down kind of instantly in the face of either authority figures or a group situation where you feel like you don't have any personal responsibility because you're yeah. now just a part of a group but I think that isn't that really interesting because I think if you put a group of people together that they like in an isolated environment they create these um sort of like they create this like subculture and they all buy into it and like you I know it, it sounds it sounds ridiculous see, to get in tech in like intellectual about Love Island but like you see that they buy into new language every year so like last year the language and the the license they gave each other to behave badly was mm. all this idea that you could be happy, but you could be happier. Mm. And this year, it's all about connection and whether you have an instant connection You're or something. Right. And it's mm. like language that doesn't exist in normal society. No. And they themselves, I don't think, believe it. But they're buying into it because it allows them to behave in the way that they want to behave. Exactly. Mm. Fascinating. That's my two cents. Again, um, my part. We, we have to go back. Nod about oh, yeah. this one. Yeah. There is a deadly episode of what else? Law and Order SVU. Mimicking about, about this. this, and Robin Williams plays Officer Scott. What? 
I'm very interested. It's an SVU. Excellent SVU. Interesting. SVU has had some top, top people. I, I did not know that. I know. Oh, thank you. You that need to juice. be a 25 year SVU fan like myself. Good ep. I got a good. Uh, I stretched all. Oh, the and a super big this week. Uh, thank you to Katie O'Sullivan, one of our dive creepers, for the tip for that. Nice. Okay, that was very good. Um, yeah, people come back into the creep dive DMs and start suggesting stories again because. Uh, I went there earlier on to try and find a story and either we've done them, like we've got a lot of emails of people sending in stories, but we've done them. Actually, Sophie and I were talking about this at the weekend that Jeez, yeah. we need to start a catalogue because if you I look know. at our episode names, you don't necessarily know. Yeah, and somebody was stories. on looking for your Jerry Ryan one. Oh, no shit. Anyone off the top of their head? No. Lambo. Uh, what episode did that appear on? It's one of the earlier That's ones. That's right. I'll find that out now as soon as you stop recording. I have a funny one that feels weird to follow that one with because I'm so deeply disturbed by that one. But we just have to operate as if all of these stories are in silo. Maybe take a little pause there on the pod. Go make yourself a cup of tea. I'd love I, a cup nobody of tea. died. I know, but I f- that girl was so, so taken advantage God. of. Yeah. Well, it's not the worst. And Walter. Well, it's, 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 sorry, like, it's desperate for her, but it's not. We've we've covered worse. What about? I can really picture like sitting beside Donna on a plane one day, and her being like, "I was engaged once," and some innocent person's like, "Oh, well, what, what, happened? what happened there?" What happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened there. And like, and you're suddenly like sucked Shit. in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My story is a first date gone to shit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> So I suddenly remember the existence of this story and it brought me such joy. Um, It is basically the tale of a young student who went on a Tinder date and it was all going well until it wasn't. Um, So this is a tale of a guy called... uh, Cello tape. (laughs) Wait, post it. Post it. Um, Young student. Liam Smith who is from Bristol, Southwest England, United Kingdom. And Liam Smith was forced to set up a GoFundMe page when a first date went so horrifically wrong, it resulted in damage to his student accommodation. So. Oh yeah, I know this. This is the the tale. In Liam's own words. I recently took a girl I met on Tinder to Nando's. We had a lovely evening and enjoyed each other's company very much. After our meal, we we repaired back to my house for a bottle of wine and a Scientology documentary. (laughs) Sounds like an ideal evening. I mean, woo me with your Scientology documentary. Was it by Alex? uh... I think it was the Louis Theroux one. Oh, yes. About an hour into Louis Theroux and chill, my date got up to use the toilet. She returned with a panicked look in her eye and told me something. she had something to tell me. I went for a poo in your toilet, she told me, um. and it would not flush. Um. I don't know why I did this, but I panicked, she continued. I reached into the toilet bowl, wrapped it in tissue paper, and threw it out the window. <laughs> I, it's a thought that I'm sure many people have had. In panicked situations. What if, what if, like, you're so alone in that moment. Mm. You know? Nobody to You've cons- got nobody to, to advise just, you, to provide you just, perspective and say, no, don't throw 
it you out never, there. You, you, get, you break never, it up, no? You never deal with it. Doesn't it doesn't flush. Why? It too never, big, too floaty? No, just, you know, too sometimes floaty. just the first flush doesn't get it. You wait for the cistern to reload and you just flush again. So it you're a stay calm, wait stay for the calm, cistern to reload. Stay calm, don't panic. You're you a breaker-upper. What are you breaking never. it up with, Jen? Don't ever put a toilet brush directly near the poo and never under any circumstances feel the need to put your hand in the bowl <laughs> and deal with it. What you could do is, is there any way to fish it out? One of those like, like, uh, chopsticks, the whiskey spoons that you get down in the Asian supermarket. They're great for when you're poaching an egg. You see them on the Bon Appetit channel. Slotted spoon. Like a slot, you know, they're like, spoon, yeah. But the real wiry ones. My life has been changed from a poached egg since I got one of them. Anyway, I don't know why I did this. I threw it out the window. I was understandably concerned and told her we would go outside, <gasps> bag up the offerings. This guy's an understanding kind of guy. Yeah, he seems pretty calm. I know I am so fully, like I'm picturing him as Seamus that ever was. No, I think he's, he's. Uh, like in every way, they are the same person in my head now. Like he's so, kind of, he's a nice, considerate guy. Nice, considered and quite articulate about the story. Say, like we repaired home for Louis and Chill. It was pretty good. Um, I told her we would go outside, bag up the offending poo in the garden, bin it, and pretend the whole sorry affair had never happened. Generous. Love it. That is dedication. Absolutely. Like, a what a perfect ending. date. It was He's already like, going, going well. Great. I'm going to bag your shit. I'm going to bag your shit, and you're going to teabag me. Well, here's where well, things... Well, no. I'm going to teabag, me. and you will be happy for it. Sounds like a good deal. Teabagging for all. Okay. Unfortunately, owing to a design quirk of my house, the toilet window does not in fact open to the garden, but instead into a narrow gap of about a foot and a half separated from the outside world by another non-opening double glazed window. Now, why in the name of shite would that exist? So this is like, (laughs) like what would be the point of that? I know. Dermot Bannon has gotten a hold of this house and created an interior atrium. atrium. That only, That's it. It's only a weird... Dermot Bannon would convince you of the need for. Now and there's photographic go there. evidence of this. Except a and very it is... small shite. Yeah. Could live in there. There's photographic yeah. evidence. There's photographic evidence of this window to window thing. Situation. And I think, I think, yeah, that is a picture of the wrapped poop. Let's see. So... The window seems, it's hard to explain. But Actually, you know that's not a Dermobano job because he'd never allow a white window frame like that. Never. So He's it's very seemed, into his grey window so frame. There's the shit. Oh, the little so it seems actually. Oh my God, wait, you said shit. there was a foot and a half gap. Yeah, so that there looks is, like it looks like it's very narrow, but he says, he says, he says, you imagine foot. the horror of hearing no, we the know it's a f- of the shite come back. <laughs> we know it's a foot and a half. The only the boomerang what just happened. The only explanation I have for this kind of quirk and what it looks like from the photo, and we'll put these photos on both the Instagram and Dive Creep I'll Twitter. Um, oh right, uh, <laughs> but the, the, the it seems that the external window thing might have been some sort of air conditioning or heating thing because there's a fan in it. It just it seems. Like a window over, like a bay window over a window yeah. is the way to describe it. An inner it. and an outer An window. inner and outer window with this really small gap in between them. It's a little shitelet sized. So 
As can be seen in the picture, the inside window opens at the top into the gap that is separated from the garden by a non-opening double glazed window pane. Seeing only one solution, I messaged our house group chat and went upstairs to find a hammer and chisel to chisel to smash the open. And I, I found a hammer and a chisel to smash open the window. My date had other ideas. Being she an, needs to calm down with her ideas. She needs to she marry hasn't this had a good guy. one yet. Being an amateur gymnast, she was convinced that she could reach into the window and pull the poo out using the tried and tested inside out bag as glove technique. <laughs> Unfortunately, Classic. she couldn't reach. She climbed further in and bag had the same problem. <laughs> Eventually, I agreed to give her a boost up into the window. She climbed in headfirst after her own turd, reached deeper into the window, bagged it up and passed it out over the top and back to the toilet from whence it came. She called out to me to help her climb out from the window. I grabbed her waist and I pulled. Oh no. But she was stuck. Oh Oh no. Stuck fast. Try as we might, we could not remove her from the window. She was stuck fast upside down in the gap. (gasps) Here is a picture to illustrate. And yes... There is this remarkable picture of this student on a first date stuck in an area that is approximately a foot amazing. wide. Oh my amazing God. Photograph. The What's filthy the towel. towel about? I think is they put like... the towel there to like her legs. So wedged. she's she's gone into a gap of an opening <laughs> head first window. Right. So one of those classic windows that does you wouldn't you wouldn't, you wouldn't a- attempt to get in it. You wouldn't. Or it's out too it. small. It's one of those top opens out. She's gone into it head first, so she's upside down in the gap. Her legs are sticking out into the bathroom, but her head oh, and her arms are diverted. upside down and wedged against the window. The wedged gone though, yeah. She's, she's not nose to nose with her own shot. She's splayed on the window in that opaque kind of bathroom glass way. So that you kind can of just like pebbled see, glass. You can see this distorted, horrified expression <laughs> on her face. Unfortunately for my date, at this stage I could see only one way out of her predicament. She had been upside down in the window for about 15 minutes at this point and I was starting to grow concerned for her health. Aww, I called the fire amazing. brigade. Oh no. Like breaking the window. Now. Bristol's finest were, it into her Well, face. you couldn't. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't break it when she's in there. Bristol's finest were on scene, sirens blaring in a matter of minutes. Once they had composed themselves after surveying the scene in front of them, they set to work removing my date from the window using all of their special firemen hammers and tools. It took them about 15 minutes. Here's a picture of them working. And there are three firemen, nay, four firemen in the bathroom trying to save this poor girl. That's a generously proportioned bathroom. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, question, question. Can we get a little shite update? Did they actually flush it at this stage? So I think they probably just flushed it. They, they definitely put it on a in, surface in the toilet bobbing. anyway. Um, unfortunately although they rescued my date unharmed from what must have been a rather unpleasant confined space to find yourself in the process they had to complete in the process they had to completely destroy the window with their special fire tools I'm not complaining they did what they had to do problem is I've been quoted quoted north of 300 pounds to replace the window as a postgraduate student this is a significant chunk of my monthly budget in fact this is my monthly budget so I'm turning to the internet for help if Aww. people could donate just a couple of pounds dollars yen rupees north korean won to help me repair my window my now broken window I'd be eternally grateful how much did he 
get if i can by some miracle manage to raise more money than this page through this page than the cost of the window the remainder will be split 50 50 between two charities ah good first toilet twinning a charity building and maintaining flushing toilets in the developing world 60 percent of people worldwide don't have access to a flushing toilet which when you think about it is really pretty shit second to the firefighters charity right Classy guy. I Classy saw this. Guy. On nice this guy. was on this, this guy. morning. What year was it? Huge media coverage. It was. Um, it was created on the fifth of <coughs> September two thousand seventeen. So his goal was to raise two hundred pounds. He managed to raise two thousand eight hundred and thirty-five pounds. But in an update, it was shared forty-one thousand times. Wow. It was covered everywhere. The poor girl. The photos. I thought at the time probably a hoax. It was not. <laughs> the girl and the guy both confirmed it was not a hoax. Are they still together? I would no, love they, didn't, they didn't. Um, <laughs> they didn't. They sounded kind of. Or even just like, you know, really like. Happy ending. Yeah. yeah, they did not. Uh, they did not date for long after. But I think it was all pretty funny and in good faith. Um, he managed to raise, yeah, £2,835. But he had so many. Uh, he had so many offers from people to fix the window for free that he donated all of the money to those charities. Oh, better good. So good yeah. man. Nice. Love him. It was good. A Bristolian hero. Thank you. That Love was that. brilliant. That was a lovely little surprise gem of a creep. Yeah. That was a nice... Uh, you got a creep while we creep more often. Trio of mm. creeping. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Come by. Places subscribe. We hear it's a thing. Oh, do subscribe to us on iTunes. Make your friends subscribe. Grab your mom's phone and subscribe her too. Give us a Patreon hit. Patreon. You'll get a tote bag and our forever love. Forever love. Um. Where else are we? Tall tales. There's lots oh, yeah. of other podcasts on Cassie's network of podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Tall Tales Podcasts. It is a network of podcasts, Ireland's, some of Ireland's favourite podcasts. We make commercial podcasts for brands. If you're a brand in need of a podcast, hit us up. That's Cassie. This is her network. We're, we're me and Sophie. Just people just the face on it. Just people um, thank you Cassie's network. for being a nice group of creepy creeps. We hope you enjoyed you. it. Bye. 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 Oh wait, hold Why? on. We haven't done the harmony in oh so long. God. The creep Low, low. I'm the low one. You Bye. 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 Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.